Welcome to Dragon's Cast, a post-game edition after our first D1 win this season. Who better to come against other than the Big Five team led by an ex-Dragon? Drexel won 89-84. Well, Nick and I were watching the horribly commentated feed on ESPN+. Plus. Bill, Marshall, you guys without getting water splashed on you. He's How did you feel, guys? It was an impressive spike of the water bottle. It took them about 20 minutes to clean the thing up. Yeah, they just didn't care for like the next 18 minutes. <laughs> then they got a mop and kind of mopped it up. He was upset about, a, I think, Alihan not closing out on a three. Which it didn't actually look like it wasn't that wide. Like, they gave up much more wide-open threes than that one. I just think he was stressing at that point. Yeah. And they just weren't doing it still, so he was upset. That is immediately my number one favorite Zach Spiker moment besides when he came on the podcast. Yeah, no, it seems like he earned his name with that spike, so. Yeah. But, so where did he spike the water bottle that it hit you guys? Did he, like, okay, throw so- it at you? So we were LaSalle's arena. You have the court. Then you have about a eight foot walkway between behind the visitor bench and the stands. Spiker turned around after they hit that free throw or hit that three pointer. And he turned around and just smashes the water bottle on the ground and the top flew off and the water hit like the first three rows of the people. Wow. That's awesome. I love it. And <laughs> even more interesting note, Fry was in attendance and did not look pleased after that. Who gives a shit? I know. Every- it was just it was interesting. I don't care at all. Every once water. in a while we gotta blow a gasket to get results. I like it. I I think we played amazing today, you know, and uh this it was a very different style of play and it seemed like we were finishing a lot of uh Plays where we went inside and we were going to the hoop strong and Cam Winter looked great. I can't I can't say enough about Cam. I know Troy Harper and Alihan were the lead scorers and Troy, you know, for the you know he put a, his playing where his passion is for this game and it looked incredible. So uh, you know, overall, I I couldn't be pleased more pleased with this team's performance today. And I think he matched up well against this team. Uh, I think this is, might have been one of Spiker's best coach games, if not his best. I mean. He exploited mismatches. We got a lot of easy looks at the basket. The offense is really flowing. I mean, the, I, the defense was even solid in most parts. They had a lot of difficult shots. Uh, I mean, that just came down to that. But I was really impressed with the coaching in this game, honestly. Yeah, we were great. We rebounded. Our big men played pretty well. Uh, I mean, if we if we hit threes like we normally hit and they don't hit the amount of threes they hit, we win by 20. Easy. No problem. We were getting layups. We were getting backdoor cuts. Uh, we were penetrating. We were not letting them penetrate. Uh, you know, I don't think that some calls went our way. Some calls didn't go our way. Uh, it wasn't terribly bad our way. I think it, was, it wasn't It was a great officiated game, but it wasn't terribly yeah. bad it was against bad. us. Um, but our big men played well. Cam Winner. Like, Leon, you said it. I, I mean, we didn't miss Kirk Lee for a second. Cam Winter had barely – he brought the ball up. We had eight turnovers the whole game, four each, four each half, which is great. Uh, he drove. He made all – he made that – those floaters in the lane over and over. He hit a three. He was, he was great. On defense, he was great. He's big. He gets rebounds. He, he, can, he can be really good. He can be really good. They mentioned it in the postgame, I think, when uh, they were talking with Alihan. He only had one assist on the game, but in part because they blew a couple gimme baskets that 
he would have easily had three or four more assists. He at least got some guys at the free throw line that, mm-hmm. uh, as a result of really nice passing. And the kid's going to be good. I mean, I think we're all on the same page with that. Apparently, Alahan uh, added 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason, he said in the postgame interview. I mean, he, I, he's really he's working down low real well, a little bit better than he was last year. Yeah, he's got a couple of new moves, I feel like. He's like uh, at least very spatially aware that where exactly how much space he has towards, uh, you know, the baseline when he crashes down there. It's, and first half, he had a couple of easy misses, but uh, he cleaned it up in the second half for sure. Yeah, I, I, the thing I have to keep remembering is, obviously, LaSalle is at least D1, but they are very much rebuilding kind of at the point where we were a couple of years ago. They've got a couple of good guys like Pookie Powell, but their bigs were not impressive at all. So it's, it's one of those games where I'm, I'm very happy with Alahan's performance. Tim Perry Jr. on defense had some really good stops, but you also have to weigh that against the very rawness of the guys that they were throwing out there. That's not to say that I'm not trying to diminish it at all. I'm just trying to put the realistic glasses on it there. They're not as awesome as they look against a D3 squad or, or today, but they're very much improved versus what I thought they were going to be. Yeah, I mean, their guys are raw, but Tim Perry's raw too, and our raw, our raw guy won today for the most part. So, Fair. Um, you know, I, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, you know, I, I was just impressed with how we were able to stop them from penetrating. Like, how many times have we seen this team look like Swiss cheese on defense and the other team just goes in for layups. I don't think they got one easy bucket. I mean, I mean, maybe a couple, but not many at all. That it was like a, a turnstile type of defense. Like we were stopping penetration, and they couldn't stop our penetration. Their their stupid announcers were really annoyed at it. <laughs> um, but like Harper, Harper played really good. Like he was, he he's fast. He's a fast. He's got a quick first step. And the problem with him sometimes is he plays out of control and he forces it. Today he did not force it. He did. He wait for he he attacked, but he attacked in a controlled manner, and he waited for the defense to be in a certain position for him to attack. Uh, on on transition, he was good. He wasn't out of control, and then he got he, when he didn't make the layup, he got to the line, and he's great at the line. He was 14 of 16 from the free throw line. Yep. I think uh, the, we were fighting through screens, too, on defense. You got you said, you know, the defensive effort over there today was at a different level. Uh, you know, it would be uh, for playing Mandy pretty much the whole game. I, I don't understand how we, we why, why we can't play like this all the time. And maybe we can. Maybe this was the right uh, lineup we need for that to play like that. And maybe uh, we'll see some adjustments based on that in the next com- coming upcoming games. But Overall, our defensive performance was at a different level. Tim Perry on offense sometimes, I feel like even though when he couldn't get the rebound, he was kind of like trying to hit it out as far as he could. So we'd get somebody else to pick up the board. I think that worked out well a few times at least. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, like I, I, don't, I can't say enough of the performance. And guess what? It's, uh, it was our first gold alternate jersey game this year. And uh, also the first uh, game after the Delaware comeback. So... Keeping the streak alive. Nice. They also said said, uh, in the post game that it's the first time in history we've beaten LaSalle two times in a row. Wow. 
I think the big five should be like, you know, the European soccer leagues where the worst team in the big five goes down to the city six. <laughs> <laughs> I like this idea. I, I was saying during the game, I forget if I was saying it to you, Bill, or someone else. It seems to me that the only tradition left in the big five is telling Drexel that we're not in it. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, what, what do they do? Nova basically doesn't want to have to do anything that's tradition-wise other than play those other four schools every year. The, the rest of the schools, from what I can tell, don't really care about it anymore. I think it's, I think it's on its last legs from a tradition standpoint. It's just going to be those five teams commit to playing each other every year. And that's it. Which is a shame. It is. There's a lot of history that I could have, uh, you know, been kept alive, especially uh, playing the big old Big Five Classic and the at the Palestra. It was there was definitely something there that they lost once they stopped doing that. But going back to this game, anything else you guys wanted to point out? I think uh, it's Kirk Lee's injury. What's what's the update on that? Did you guys get any info? And you guys were there. I, you got... I listened to. I mean, I listened to the post game last time, and I listened to the pregame because I was a little late to this game. And he said it's a shoulder injury. He heard it at the beginning of the Rutgers game. Um, I mean, he's obviously he can play a little bit, but it's it's definitely affecting him. I mean, he wasn't even in the game towards the end of this, and we probably could have used him when, like, Trevor John uh, traveled on that uh, late in the game. But he wasn't even in, so I think it's actually affected him. It's probably affecting the shot. Mm-hmm. But I, I yeah, the only Kirk Lee play I remember is I think there was a late one where he drove inside and got blocked. I think he yeah. took what a couple of what do you have four attempts and went over four or something or. Um. Oh, yeah. Over oh, four. That's right, Leo. Yeah. How did the crowd sound on TV? We had actually probably about forty or so Drexel people in our section. I went to the alumni game or the alumni event beforehand, and there was a good, uh, decent crowd there. And we were getting into it at points with the "Let's Go Drexel" and defense chance. Was that coming through on TV? No. Uh, I I had to mute the. The broadcast that was painful. Uh, <laughs> those guys were awful. The graphics department of the LaSalle or A10 or ESPN Plus was awful. Who puts yellow uh, background and white font? How the hell was it supposed to reach the score for Drexel? <laughs> it's <laughs> impossible. It's funny. Yeah. Leon would be the kind of person to point out design flaws. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the, those announcers were absolutely terrible. That old guy was killing me with his terrible analysis of every situation. <laughs> um, but no, we couldn't hear you. I don't, I don't know where they had the camera set up, but I, I like how they were showing replays of LaSalle hitting baskets when they were down ten points. Yeah, like, we just really went on. That's... We just went on like a twelve zero <laughs> run, and they just showed the same three replays over and over. Like if I, it looked like LaSalle was probably killing us. <laughs> well, terrible broadcast to go with a terrible arena. Tom Gola is a hole for anyone who hasn't been there. Like the. It's just amazing that people always trashed the DAC for being like a high school gym. Tom Gola is more like a high school gym than the DAC ever was, at least from the time. I did see that on the bro. It did look kind of shitty, that arena. Want to talk about their their student section, Marshall? Oh, God. So there was – at the start of the game, there was – to our left. So we were sitting behind the Drexel bench. To our left, there were a little bit of students sitting. There was one guy who was clearly like their leader trying to get them into it. No one was really into it. And then in the second half, when Drexel was shooting free throws on our end, they had about a, it seemed like it was three step stools stacked next to each other. (laughs) And they had about six students standing on them in the corner, not even right behind the basket, in the corner, I guess to try and distract free throws out of the peripheral vision of whichever (laughs) Drexel player was at the line. But it was, it was pretty sad. It was sad. 
were they, were they were they relegated to the corner because somebody told them they couldn't do it underneath the basket? The corner seems like a very odd place to pick. I don't know if there's no space under the basket. They had to put them to the side so no one runs into them, probably. Yeah, yeah. if they were to put those under the basket, it would be as close as our seats at the DAC are to the sideline. Like, a player going in for a layup could easily smash into them if they had put them there. So, <laughs> it's just dumb all around, really. Well, yeah. I'm glad we came out of there with a win. Any other last thoughts, guys? Uh, next game, BU. I'm encouraged going into that. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad my prediction for this game was wrong. Yeah. I believe my uh, prediction by proxy was correct. <laughs> I just, yeah, John Gruden. John Gruden nailed it. Yeah.